BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, this is Richard Christie, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Christy Hemi, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Chris. And Maria from In This Moment, and you're listening to Talking Metal. All right. Hey, this is Chris from Lamb of God, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hello, this is Tony Iommi, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Devin Townsend from Strapping Young Lad, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Hi, this is Mark Cimino with the Devin Townsend Project, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Cool. Hey, welcome to Talking Metal. We are checking in with you guys from Midtown Manhattan, where it is uh, pouring rain outside. Totally pouring down rain. Yeah. And the wind is extremely heavy as well. Weather report brought to you by TalkingMetal.com. That's right. Hey, let's get right into a letter. This one is uh, from Amar, I guess, Amir. I'm not exactly sure how he pronounces it. But uh, hey, Mark and John, I am Fadl from Egypt. Oh, I guess, yeah, Amir Fadl. I'm probably butchering your name, dude. I don't, I'm sorry, but... Hey, Mark and John, I am Fadl from Egypt, and I am a big fan of your show. It was about three years ago when I typed the keyword metal into iTunes podcast search, not knowing what to expect, that I stumbled upon your show and have been a fan ever since. I especially enjoy listening to interviews with musicians who I'm, who, whom I hold in high regard to find that they are sincerely warm and down-to-earth. Michael Ackerfelt and Serge Tankian come to mind. I was wondering if you knew any good rock review sites that you could share with your listeners. I know metal-temple.com is a good one for metal because they review lots of new releases and update frequently. Thanks for the show and keep up the good work. Sincere, sincerely, Faddle. Fatal? Fatal. Fatal. Thank Fadil. you, Fatal. Fadil, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, thanks, man. I uh, really appreciate it. It always uh, really means a lot to me when I see that we've got listeners all over the world, man. Really, and yeah. It's, it's it's really cool. Thank you very much. It means a lot to us. And like I said, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for all of you guys. And uh, we thank you for your support. And let's try to think of some sites. I mean, yeah. well, about.com. About.com, about yeah, yeah, that our friend Chad runs is just great. We'll actually link that through the show notes. I know no it doubt. is linked through my blog, markstriegel.net. Um, he does a great job with reviews and just read a review. Uh, actually, an, he does interviews too. I just read an interview with uh, the band Psy up there and cool. went and bought their their new record online because of that interview. Um, Chad does a great job and about.com, I mean, is a really big website. One of the yeah. biggest websites and they review, out there. Like, I mean, they have sections for all different kind of things. Yeah. Chad does yep. like the heavy metal part of it. Right. Yeah. Just turn the mic a little. Oh, okay. I'm losing you just a little bit. Yeah. yeah um, Chad does the metal part of it. Right. Definitely. Um, I would also recommend Brave Words. Yes. Yeah. Does Blabbermouth do Blabbermouth rev- does reviews as well. Yeah. See, I generally... I'm always checking the news and all yeah. the breaking news on Blabbermouth, but they have a lot of That's other right. content yeah, as well. That's right, yeah, they do, yeah, because I'm thinking. Of, I usually read the reviews on About.com and Brave Words. Blabbermouth, they use more for the news. Right. But, uh, yeah, John is right. They do have reviews. We used to kind of have reviews, but we kind of let yeah. that go. Um, oh, well. Uh, but maybe the listeners know. You know, if you go to our TalkingMetalForums.com, you could post a, a, a question there. Hey, where are the, where's the best site for reviews? I know a lot of the guys even review their their favorite concerts right on the uh, Talking Metal forums. So uh, yeah, it's definitely worth checking that out. Of course, the password is uh, the name of a classic metal song that John and I once jammed with Corey Clark 
Richard Christie and Eddie Ojeda. We did that on our TV show. Correct. So if you know the name of that song, that'll that's the that's the password to get right. onto the forums and register no as, a, about it. as a user. <laughs> so, anyways, one of my favorite records. I'm going to say of 2010 because I realize it came out at the end of 2009. But I really didn't start getting into it until January of, of this year. Uh, is Addicted by Devin Townsend Project. An yep. amazing record. So many catchy songs. The production is insane. The vocals are insane. The guitar playing is insane. The drum. You got, Listen to the drums. This guy is an incredible monster. And uh, anyways, Mark, who recorded the record with Devin, is on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. Mark Chimino, what a great guy. One of the nicest people. We've been so lucky that all of the people that you know we're fans of have always been cool to talking metal, and Mark is no exception. He is just a great guy. He is a New Yorker. He lives on Long Island, and he stopped by with his friend Robert from Diodario, and Mark, who is one of the people that works with Devin's label, and... We just had a blast, and we hung out. Uh, Mark, yeah, two marks were there. Yeah, two yeah, marks yeah. were there. Um, actually, three marks, counting you. Yeah, well, three marks. That's true. Yep. And uh, Mark Chimino, he brought his guitar in, and I've known Mark Chimino through Gibson Guitars and the work I do with them, and he's just a great guy and a great musician. I mean, to play with Devin and to play with Steve Vai, which which Mark had done prior to playing with Devin, and that's how those guys actually met. Uh, you know, you got to have your chops down for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was watching the channel Palladia, which is a HD MTV Networks channel, and there was a Steve Vai concert on last night. And it just, you know, there's, there's a, another level of musicianship when you get that good. Yeah, no, there is, definitely, definitely. Even yeah. with these drummers. And you and I will never get there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're a good guitar player, Mike. No, I, I, so are I, you, like, man. Eh, I'm all right as a rhythm guitar player, but even drums. But that, those guys are beyond good. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're out of control. And, like, here's the other thing. Like, there were drummers, like, back in the day that I think are good drummers, like like Joey Kramer and, and right. Eric Carr. And, and, you know, those are some of my favorite drummers. Mick Brown, guys like that. But then... You've got these guys like Richard Christie and Ron Lipnicki who are just yeah, powerhouse Portnoy, guys. Yeah. And then you've got these crazy fusion guys that are a combination of everybody. And it's just crazy the the musicianship that's out there. Yeah, and, and it really sometimes is. It, you know, I love listening to it, but then I start to feel sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is a song that Mark was involved with. Uh, it is a song called Pig by Steve Vai. And you'll uh, hear Devin on this song. So let's get into that, and then maybe we'll go right into the interview with Mark after that, play Sounds some music, good. and then come back and wrap things up. Sounds like a plan. Here's the interview, or here's Pig by Steve Vai, followed by the interview. Try to get 
You're listening to Talking Metal Live. I've got a special mic right now. Do you hear that? It's hot, man. It's a very hot mic. I'm talking through a tissue (laughs) to disguise my voice (laughs) to all the ladies listening. Hey, the show is turning out to be one of those classic Talking Metal episodes. Yes. We got to keep it together because we've got some cool guests here in the studio now, and then we've got, of course, Carmine at Peace coming up. But right now, we have a gang of people led by Mark Tremino of a bunch of bands. You guys may know him from working with Steve Vai, currently working with the Devin Townsend Project, and he has something cool called Big and Shiny. He's going to talk about all three of those things plus more. Mark, what's happening, man? And you got to get real close. How's it going, guys? It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. You bet, Mark. Thank you for joining us. Let's start off with the exciting news that, uh, you know, you and Devin have a new record out called Addicted, which is is, a lot of the, 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 you know, Devin Townsend fans have been really excited about this record because coming off a key, which was kind of mellow uh, not not a bad record a departure but a a departure yeah this is you know a lot of that great melodic heaviness that you know his fans love so much and was there a conscious effort to go back towards that when you guys were doing this or or did it kind of just come out that way i mean in all fairness this this is devin's thing you know it's like devin is uh, an entity that he can get this all done by himself like he doesn't really I feel that when I went to do the record, he he wants people around him for recordings. It creates a vibe for him, and his vibe is very important when he's working, as a, a lot of musicians are. You know, if you're not comfortable, it's not going to come out. But Dev is one of those guys that, yeah, he creates things in the studio, but he knows what that record's going to sound like when right. it's done before he does the first thing. Wow. He has such a vision, and uh, I'll tell you, it's, like, very intimidating uh, to say the least, the first time I actually worked with him on any of his music, uh, when I was with Steve Vai, initially, that's how I met Dev. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were roommates in L.A. for three years uh, during the recording of the Sex and Religion record. Sure. And uh, we got to know each other pretty quick. It was guerrilla style, and we hit it off. But other than that time, musically, we never did anything together. Okay. Ever. And a big reason for that, too, is... I'm not typically, and I don't want to say this on the show and have people start throwing stuff at me, but like, I'm not the big metal dude. Like, Dev is like, yeah. you know, Mr. Metal, you know, they design sure. characters on Metalocalypse, is the drummer is Dev, you know? Okay. And uh, <laughs> he's got a big personality, he casts a big shadow, but like, you work with him, and he is the most uh, laid back and gracious person. Like, when you see a video of Devin on YouTube or something, Man, you don't know what to think because he's got like so many different styles and so many things he's doing well. But he's uh, he's a really great person and he's hilarious, right. man. He is a funny person, sarcastic and uh, cutting at times, but in a very funny way, you know? I had a great time. It was the best experience I've ever had making a record before. Very cool. Now, when you talk about the back to the Steve Vai days, what year are we talking about? Sex and Religion, uh, what was that? 93. 93, 93 okay. 92, 93. Uh, I met Dev in 90. He came out to L.A. Uh, he had sent a demo tape of his rec- uh, of his demo at the time was, uh, Jesus, I can't remember, uh, Noisecapes, it was called. Okay. It was like the first thing he did. And it was like almost like an Operation Mindcrime, like meets ministry, like apocalyptic sounding thing. Okay. As I'm sure you could imagine sure. doing, right? Him and a drummer, they did all of the music. He was like 18 at the time, right? Wow. And the stuff was so ahead of its time. And I remember Steve was looking for a singer at the time for Sex and Religion. And uh, he looked at everybody. I mean, there were people sending him, you know, Eddie Vedder and like, Eddie Vedder probably wouldn't have done his record, but right. he was looking at Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell and all these guys who were mm-hmm. popular. And Dev, uh, Cliff Coltrary, who was the head of Relativity Records, which is what Steve was on at the yeah. time, received a demo from Devin. And he had sent demos out to all the labels wrapped in his underwear. <laughs> so people Gimmick, would, yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. you're going to get it. And you're like, well, it's this guy's underwear, you know? So Steve got it. We got a big kick out of it. And when we listened to the demo, we were like blown away. Mm-hmm. People were just sitting there like, what the hell is this? Like, we never heard anything like this before. Right. So we had Devin come out and sing on some demos. And the next thing you know, Dev was in the band. He moved in with me. And we lived together for three years, rehearsed, recorded the record, and uh, he ended up going on tour with Steve. 
and uh, I left before that. My mom was uh, had cancer back here in New York, so okay. I moved back to New York. I got you. And and to kind of complete the story, how did how did you first come in contact with Steve Vai? How did you, how did you meet him or get to know uh, him? It's, we're both. Uh, where Steve grew up and where I live is about 10 minutes away, right? He okay. lives in a town called Car Place, right. where his family still is. And I'm from New Hyde Park. Mm. So just 10 minutes down the road, right? And um, years ago, there was a guy named Joe Despagny who uh, owned a company called Gem Guitars. And that's where the- That's I where the gem comes from? The, the name gem comes yeah, from that? Wow. He was one of Steve's very good friends. And Joe was like- a, he was a jack of all trades. He was, you know, he made these cool looking guitars and uh, he was great at painting and stuff. And like, he made that flame guitar for Steve. Remember? From oh, okay. I remember that. That's a killer guitar. There was like a green Swiss cheese guitar from like a Yankee Rose video. Yeah, this right. is before he started <laughs> yeah, working yeah. with Ibanez. And then between Skyscraper and, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, between Eat Him and Smile and Skyscraper, right. he started working with Ibanez. And they took these ideas. Steve asked Joe, you know, can you cut this handle in this guitar for me? I want to do these things with it. So basically what they did was they took the gem name and they called it the Ibanez gem. And Steve kind of, you know, Joe had a bunch of helped in the development of it. And Steve obviously had just about everything to say about it. So he kind of threw Joe a bone, which he deserved. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's and I met Joe. Because I was like, oh, man, that guy builds guitars for Steve Vai. You know, it's right. the coolest thing in the world. I got to have him paint my guitar for me, right? So all of us, me and all my friends, Rob, and like we all started going to Joe and he was making our guitars. And it was just cool to be associated with somebody who was new Steve. You know, we were like 15, 16 at the time. Wow. And uh, what ended up happening is um, I met Steve's mom and dad haphazardly. And uh, I had built a guitar, a friend of mine who's like, fabulous it's carving and everything we made this passion and warfare guitar a seven string and we sent it to steve not thinking we'd get any response about it but he saw it and he loved it oh wow so he contacted ibanez in pennsylvania and he said this guy's gonna come out he made this body and i want you guys to give him all the parts and let him put the guitar together so i went to like ben wow. salem yeah That's it was killer. really cool because i went there and the guys were like who is this jerk kid? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're Ibanez. Who are you, you know? And I said, I'm a jerk. You're right. I just made this. And they were blown away by it. And we ended up putting the guitar together. And, of course, there was never a Passion and Warfare tour. But I wish there was because that, to me, was like, that was like yeah. the height of Steve's thing for me, you know, personally. And getting mm -hmm. to, I got to play a couple of shows with him behind that record. But it wasn't really a tour by any means. One of them was... Uh, called the Freedom Jam, and it was, in law, it was at the Shrine Auditorium, and it was to protest the helmet law in L.A. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was like every <laughs> band that rides a motorcycle played yeah. at that thing. Wow. It was the first real gig. It was like 17,000 people there. Wow. The first big show I ever played. That's cool, man. And Steve is like, oh, this is my friend Mark on Rhythm. He's never played in front of an audience before. Right. I was like, <laughs> you know, I felt like I just got out of cold water after he said that, so. Amazing, man. You brought a guitar with you today. Show us. I know the listeners can't hear it, but you can describe it, and we're going to get this on video. This is, um, I've actually been working with uh, a company, 30th Street Guitars in New York City. Sure. Um, they have, they're known for vintage, you know, for their vintage instruments. They don't really sell new stuff there, but the owner of the place. And Matt. He's the, yeah, Matt Brewster, his name is. He does all the repairs there, and he's like, he's there all the time. He's probably the in top three smartest dudes I know. And uh, his just sense of what someone wants in a guitar, you can go and he has his own guitars. They're called Rust is the name of them. And, they, you know, it's his proprietary line there. And you go there and he's probably got a half a dozen of them out at any time. And he just makes them what he feels like making. Different colors, different pick guards, different pickups depending on the woods and stuff. And they're just the most natural, amazing feeling guitars. And... Uh, I don't know, I got a little spoiled when I was with Steve. Ibanez gave me a deal, and they were making some guitars like exactly what I wanted. After that, I just felt like every guitar I picked up, I couldn't play it. And when somebody would be like, hey, you want to play? I'd always say, oh, I don't have my guitar. And I, it's, right. it's the biggest excuse for any musician, yeah. you know? I don't have my guitar with me. But I got so used to the things that I liked, and I became a baby about it, I think. And uh, this is it, man. I wish that wow. everybody could hear this, could play this guitar, because they'd probably go buy one. It's just so natural feeling. It's like a Strat Natelli mixed, 
and it's a Gibson and you have, you scale. have all you have three single coils in that, right? It, well, the bridge is actually a it's a humbucker. It's oh, okay. a Demarzio, um It's a stack in the humbucker. shape of a single coil. Yeah, yeah it looks okay. like an old guitar, but it's like it's cool because uh, you fly under the radar with it. It's like you plug it in, and it doesn't sound like it looks kind right. of you know. Well, that's no, it. it. Looks, I think it looks great. It yeah, looks awesome. Beautiful. And Mark, Thanks. you have another Thank guitar you. that if you guys go to Devin's MySpace page, you will see a picture of the Devin Townsend project, and you have a Les Paul that has a lot of history to yep. it. One of it is that it was burned up, and then you can finish the story. Yeah, uh, that's the Road Warrior, we call it. Uh, ironically, it's not because I've had it on the road, really, or anything like that. It just looks like something that Mad Max would have been playing, you know? Um, it's the Les Paul that, uh, was originally owned by, um, the guitar player from the Roots, Captain Kirk. Right. right? Very cool. So he was playing the thing for a long time and, uh, he was, I guess, I don't, might've had something to do with you. I know you did a Heineken commercial too, right? right? right. I saw your commercial. Mm -hmm. Thanks. They use it in this Heineken commercial where um, people, ton of people probably saw it. He was doing like an audition and everyone, he, he was going ballistic playing and everyone was going nuts and he throws the guitar on the floor and sets it on fire and everyone's going nuts and he takes a Heineken and pours it on the guitar to put the fire out. That's great. And everyone just looks at him like, dude, what are you doing? He's wasting a beer, you know? <laughs> so basically, um, Kurt, Matt does all of the root stuff, you know, all of their guitars and their pedal boards and stuff. Um, I think he fixes just about everybody's guitar. Yeah, no, I've city. bought several guitars from Matt. I've sold several guitars to Matt. Matt is just great, and his store is amazing, guys. 30th Street between 7th and 8th Avenue in New York. If you're a tourist and you come here, be sure to go there because you will not be disappointed. That's the stronghold of guitars in the yeah, city. Yeah, no doubt about opinion, it. You know? So, uh, like I said, he's been very gracious to me, man, and I, uh, everybody, is, especially since this Devin thing, everyone has been so kind to me, yourself included, you guys. Thank and, you. Well, Mark, you've been a great friend. We met at the Gibson Guitar Showroom in New York City, and we've been friends ever since, and we've just been psyched to get you down here. Dude, thank you so I'm much. I'm talking metal. Cool. And now, Mark, let's talk about your friend Rob, who is here with you tonight. Where You guys, sounds like you've known each other for a while. Yeah, I've... Too long. <laughs> Go ahead. No, we just, we've just we known each other for, what, seventh grade? Yeah, seventh grade, and, in a homeroom together and stuff like that. Wow. Did He's, a lot of stupid stuff together that we probably shouldn't be sitting here for. Did you guys ever right have a now. band together? We had, well, no, not really. It's like we played together a bunch of times, but Rob did does his thing, I did my thing, and like we've tried to do bands, and it's like any time we've ever tried, there's always been something else that didn't work out. It's like, all right, right, we'll try this again in a couple of months when we have, and it never happens. But right now, we've been fortunate enough, again, as a result of you know what's my good luck with Devin and everything. We got some backing for some people to do, a, I don't want to say a record because we're not signed or anything like that, yeah. but just to put some songs down and have someone actually pay for us to do it. It's kind cool. of cool. Well, good. No yeah. doubt. The project's called Big in China. Is there a website or anything for not that yet, yet? Not yet. But okay. I, we hope to have that going in next, probably in like the next two months. Right now, we're just making all the songs and trying to get everything recorded right now. While, you know, it's like do it while it's while people are receptive and people want it, get it done. You know what I mean? That's what we're trying to do. And, uh, it's not really a metal thing at all. Mm. It's not ballads, but it's it's just a rock record. You know, cool. it's like everybody's got their what what kind of music do you play? Is it alternative? Is it this? Is it I don't know. It's rock and roll. You know right. what I mean? Right. Your foot will tap when you listen to it. Hopefully, maybe your head will bounce around a little bit. Let us know when you guys do get a MySpace or a website or whatever you guys do, and we will put it in a new section of the TalkingMetal.com site called the Wire section where all things that are new happening talk to Talking Metal get posted there, and uh, we'll definitely promote that. Thank and you, thank uh, you. we'll have you guys back on either Talking Rock or Talking Metal. Now, Thanks, buddy. And, and Rob, uh, you brought us uh, a very gracious gift, strings, Capos. Yeah. I'm going to open the package mugs. right now Let, on let's, camera. Uh, let's talk about some That's of the stuff. A little stuff. goodie bag. Okay, what do I got here? This is a Diodario pint glass, which, as you guys know, we can definitely use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys haven't figured it out, Rob is employed by, by Diodario, uh, a string company that I've been using for yeah. years and Here's years a, and years. Here's a 10-pack of... Uh, Diodario XL nickel-wound strings, 10s. I know Mark uses those, correct? Yeah, thank you. 
And uh, we were just Rob and I were talking before we went on the air that Diodario used to have the contest or not these. contest. Uh, you save the labels like Marlboro. Yeah, right? we'd save. I'd save. I think fifteen of those and send them in for a, a free "Till the Cows Come Home" T-shirt. I had. Yeah, I had a bunch of T-shirts from. That was uh, that was the best T-shirt. Yeah, everybody loved that. We got to bring <laughs> that one back. And we still do it. We still have all kinds oh, wow. of, uh, you know, like you get like stools for your studio and stuff right, like that. Right, right, yeah. T-shirts and hats. Hey, this is amazing. A winder with a built-in cutter because, okay, I've had a lot of winders, but no cutters. And I always have to look for like a pair of pliers. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, they actually, planet. it's the Dario Planet Waves and Planet Waves does like Straps all the non-string and, yeah. stuff, cables yeah. and tuners Tutor, and right. whatnot. Capos, and the whole deal. They're actually really smart products. I mean, like they're all guitar players, these guys over yeah. there. And they're all sitting there slamming each other all day. Like that's not, that idea is no good. You know, you have a bunch of guys honest with each other. Get some good products at the end of the day. Hey, I want to thank both of you guys because Mark had emailed me earlier uh, and said, what kind of strings do you guys use? And I said, well, Mark, I think he uses 10s, and I use those hybrids, which are nines on the, the light side and uh, 10s on the bottom. And what do I got I here? You up, right? well, that's yeah, Rob, you totally man. hooked me up. Thank you, people, Rob. Man. You knew what I was talking about, and I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, See, Derek Hawkins of the Ace Frehley band right over yeah. here. <laughs> he wants to be your friend. I got some yeah. strings in my back pocket. You can, you can have Thank you very much. And then we have another friend of yours who's kind of in the background here from Century Media. Yes, it's Mark Shapiro. He does a lot of the artist relations stuff. And actually, he does a multitude of things for Century Media, which I don't even want to say because I might downplay it. He's, uh, do you want to come over here, buddy, or what? <laughs> no, Mark, very cool. Mark Shapiro, guys. Let's hear it. Give, it a, give him a big hand. Give him a hand. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for putting out this great record. Thank you. I'll tell you, without him, obviously, you know, he makes everything happen for Dev right now and for us and uh, couldn't do it without him, so... Cool. And let's talk a little bit about the record uh, here. Addicted is the the new Devin Townsend project record. Who else besides yourself and, of course, Devin are involved with uh, with the record? With this record, um, well, Devin used for this record because he wanted to just have, like, make a fun record, you know? Something, and he said, something that people could dance to and, like, something that's heavy but positive, right? Not, like, it's got to be this dark, heavy stuff all the time, right? So, um on bass is actually a, a great story. His name is Brian Waddell, right? He's Devin's closest friend, probably for the longest time of anyone, right? Everybody calls him Beavis, right? What's up, Beav? So he, he's playing bass on this record. Beav has played on three of Devin's past records, Sincastra. Right. Um, you know what? I think, uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Oh, Sincastra... Um, I don't remember the other the other three, but he played on three records. He played rhythm guitar on those records. Oh, okay. And then on this record, he played bass. And the oh. guy never played, dude, he never played the bass before. Dev's like, Beeb, how'd you feel about playing bass on this record? He's like, okay, he'll just do it, you yeah. know? And wow. And you'll see him on tour. Beeb is doing the tour on bass. Um, on drums is a guy named Ryan Van Poderoyen, who is... Uh, it's the most impressive thing I've ever seen in front, in like mm. in, in front of me. And when I was working with Vi, I got to see some pretty great drummers. Abe Laboriel, uh, I worked with Terry Bozio for a while. Yep. Terry's amazing. All these guys, great guys everywhere. Ryan is like a machine. This guy wow. did the whole record. And there's actually two other songs that were recorded that didn't go on to the record. Ryan did that whole record in one day. Went and flew out the next morning to like That's the Dominican Republic, got married, and stayed on his honeymoon for a week. So, wow, wow. Uh, when you listen to it, I don't know how much you guys have listened no, to it, whatever, I've but it the, out, yeah. the drums are, they're like a feature of the record. He's, he's amazing. And you'll see when he goes out now, they're going to be doing um, a bunch of the songs from Devin Ziltoid, the Omniscient record. Yeah, sure. And that record, basically, Devin did everything on that record. That's all, uh, you know, drum. Devin created all the wow. drums for that. Ryan wow. is having to learn this stuff now, and uh, which might be difficult oh for a God. drummer to learn something that was programmed. Yeah, and and yeah. again, he'd be the guy to do it, you know. And um, I haven't. I actually, he Devin sent me recently. You you, I saw it on your website actually. Uh, right, the uh, the rehearsal footage. I mean, he yeah, is control, but... amazing, amazing. And then on rhythm guitar for the for the tour is a guy by the name of Dave Young. 
And Dave has also been playing with Devin. Ryan, I'm sorry, Ryan also played on a few of Devin's led De- Devin Townsend band records. And then um, uh, Dave Young is playing guitar. He is like probably the most schooled musician out of everybody in the group. Uh, he plays keyboards. This guy's got like perfect pitch. He plays guitar. He's he's amazing. Yeah. And he played on key as well. He did oh, all okay. of the uh, keyboards on key. He played keyboards on Addicted, and uh, he's doing the guitar. He's he's an amazing guitar player too. Now, Mark, what I wanted to mention is that you are going to be doing select festival dates, and that is because you are a New Yorker, and these guys were putting the tour together for the last six months up in Canada. Yeah, so well, tell us about that. Yeah, well, everybody in the band is from Vancouver, and um, you know, it's it's an, it was. A little for a little while, it was an awkward situation because obviously, you know, you play on a record, and then like most bands, will do a record and then they go on tour and they support the record after, right? Well, Devin is on this four-record project right now. It starts with Key, then to Addicted, then he's going to do the next record is called Deconstructed, which apparently right now I don't know if it's going to actually turn out that way, but he has a slew of high, you know, like high profile people playing on that record. Right. He wants to, he said he want to have a hundred people play on the record with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's going to do, um, a very toned down, almost acoustic, like quiet record. Uh, and he's toying around with the name ghost right now for that record. Mm, and okay. it's going to be a real moody type, you know, creepy type. I don't know. Maybe creepy is not the right word, but just moody, I guess. And, uh, as a result, there's like no addicted tour, right? Yeah. And there was no key tour. He didn't do any shows. He did uh, last year at the NAMM show. They did one, you know, four songs off of key just so people could hear what he was doing. But uh, what happened with me was he had called and he said, listen, you know, this is what we're doing. I would love to have you come. But man, how are you going to can you come out here and rehearse with us for six months? I said, no, I can't. I'm not going to be able to do that. And realistically, it's just it would be impossible. Uh, the way he's got it going, these guys are all from Vancouver. They're all amazing musicians. He's worked with all of them before. And I'm just geographically undesirable for this. You know what I mean? Right. So as a result, he's, you know, I'm going to do a couple of festivals with him. I don't know. I know for sure Bloodstock uh, in August. Where's, where's Bloodstock? They're doing it in England. It's okay. a three-day thing in England. Um, looking forward to that. You know, playing live. For me, doing the record is great. Getting to see your picture on a record and hear it and you know it's amazing but there's nothing like playing in front of a crowd you know especially music that you love and uh another thing that kind of i'm not a metal guy i'm not a complete metal guy and it's like i almost i said to dev i said i mean when we play at bloodstock i feel like i'm gonna get up there with you and the other bands are gonna be like he's not metal get him get him you know what i mean they can just smell. They can non metal people. They don't, yeah. sm- they don't smell you, is what it is. Right, so yeah, they, they know. Totally you know yeah, yeah. If mean, you so. don't smell, you may not play it's heavy the, metal. It's the dryer sheets. I'm on a wild mic right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got to get that mic fixed. Yeah, I heard a band on like one of the stations the other day. I was listening to um, Liquid Metal. They said they were playing addicted stuff on there, and they were talking to some band. And they said that they used like they were using gallons of Febreze on the tour, right? They were calling it the Febreze tour, you know. It's like twenty guys on a bus traveling around. (laughs) Not pretty. Well, that's back back to the (laughs) addicted record. I just wanted to not leave anybody out. we were talking about who actually played on the record. Can you talk about? Yeah, the 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 great female vocals. Uh, I know. I saved her for last. It's. I did save her for last. Annika, you know, I never even got a chance to meet her because she did her vocals after my guitars were done. And I was only in Vancouver for like eight days and then I blew out of there and then she came in and, but, uh, man, what could you really say about her? It's like the first song I had heard of what she did, Devin sent me uh, Super Crush, which originally was called Nibs. When that song was written... Everyone was eating these little licorice, you know, nibs, the candy, and throwing them at each other. It's like, what are we going to call the tune? It's nibs, right? So I heard that song first, and when it's it's pretty epic, you know? And when Annika's voice comes in, it's like, it's like you feel like you're listening like a Disney princess, you know, sitting there with her finger in the water. And the contrast of her and Dev is, it's amazing, you know? I'm not, I've never really been a big fan of bands that do you know the girl and the guy thing but i'll tell you what i i I love what she did on the record i think he used her everything that she does perfectly in the spots and uh they recorded a bunch more than they actually used 
But uh, I have a feeling that may come out somewhere later on, too. I know he's planning to release a box set oh, of cool. all the four records and DVDs and... Bonus stuff. Yeah. yeah. we th- There was a video camera rolling, like, the whole time we were recording. People were videotaping stuff, and I'm dying to see that. You know, it's, it's weird. You go do this. I, I went there. I felt like I was a rock guy for eight days. I come back home. And like two days later, I felt like it didn't even happen. I felt wow. like I had a dream and I was calling him up like, dude, could you send me one of those songs or could you send me one of those videos? I don't even remember. Yeah. You know, people are asking me and I just want to be able to tell them, you know. Mark, uh, another amazing thing that you do that I had no idea is that you're an artist. And check this out, Mark. Wow, that's great. Look yeah. at this stuff that he's done. I mean, there is oh, some wow, amazing awesome. artwork, um, everything from comic style stuff to portraits to like, just... Like, Bud Friendly needs his mic to play to the camera, John. Play to the oh, camera. Play to the camera. Here it is. Check out this stuff. Mark, now tell us about your artwork. Uh, it's my, 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 father was, uh, my father was an amazing artist, and he didn't do it for work. He just did it because he loved it. And you find that, like, you know, anything that you love usually comes out better when you're doing it for that reason, yeah. you know, when it's not work. And uh, my dad was like a charcoal artist. He drew with just like wow, chunks. Wow, great stuff. Thanks. With just like chunks of charcoal. And uh, he started, he got me started drawing. I was like seven. Uh, I did that for a long time. And then uh, I started playing guitar. Dad and riding dirt bikes. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, I, like I said, you know, I hooked up with Steve when I was like 19, moved out there. And that's basically it. I stopped drawing for like five, six years. And I came home and uh, I just picked it up again one day. I started drawing things and... Uh, I'm still doing it. Do you do mixed media or what do you prefer? You know, I only really draw with pencil. Wow. Um, I, I, I was just telling Mark Shapiro earlier because he's like knows how to Photoshop and all this stuff. And I'm, every time I do it, it's like by trial and error and it's taken me forever. So I kind of just stick with the pencil. I'm one of these guys. It's like anytime I start doing something, I feel like I have to master it. So it's like I almost don't want to get involved with coloring things because I'm going to stop doing five of the things I do for a year. If and I a lot to... of like I know comic book illustrators and stuff have a separate person do the coloring. You know? Yeah, they so, actually wow. there's a, there's like a slew of people. It's typically you'll have one guy who'll do the penciling. Yeah. Then they have a guy. I don't know if you saw um what's the what's the Kevin Smith movie uh, Chasing Amy. Right. Where they're at the Comic Con and he says, "Oh, did you you know did you draw that?" He says, "No, I'm the inker." Right. Yeah. And the inker is the guy who basically just comes in and goes over the pencil lines with ink. Yeah. So the color will, colorist will come in and then the those black lines will come through. Wow. And there's a whole thing. I roast in the guy calling him a tracer. And, you know, yeah. he's like, <laughs> you know, what do you call someone who actually doesn't do their original thing and they just go over the original artwork without deviating from the original stuff? Like tracer, but you know what? But it's still tough to do Let that Let me tell you well, what, but, yeah. it's not tracing at all. It's yeah. really hard, and you can find five guys to ink the same drawing. They'll all look do different. Do it different. Right? Yeah, and it's really, it's, 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 it's an art form of its own, and I can't do it, so. Hmm. Well, this is some amazing stuff. Now, Thanks. have you scanned this all in? What you should have is like a website or something with this stuff on it. I know. I'm like so computer-like. I don't know. Hey, but don't worry about that, because you, you make up for it in, you know, actual talent you know anybody can go on a computer and scan pictures like no it's just like i i'm i'm not like the email guy i know like with you i keep right. in touch with email because some people i can't hard no, to get you on the phone I'm you're sorry. a busy guy you know <laughs> but like with me i'd rather call somebody up and just you know something about it that's usually me it's, yeah well normally like two hours i hated people who song to itunes <laughs> that's true <laughs> Yeah, I used to be 100% against communicating via email, and I have to apologize to you, Mark, because I am just insane with my, like, four to five to six jobs or whatever I've got, and uh, sometimes the only time four I can... Four to five to six. Yeah. It, was mo- it was growing, right, yeah. as, as you were talking. <laughs> Don't even I'm worry I'm not about even it, sure man. how many I have, but the problem is sometimes the only time I can communicate is at, like, 3 a.m. on the email, and I apologize. Don't apologize. You know what the problem is with me is I'm, I'm so sarcastic, and I'm trying no, to I be... Like, you're like, you're killing me John you're killing me <laughs> yeah and I'm trying to be funny and sarcastic and somehow it just doesn't it doesn't come across sometimes an email no it, and someone will read it and be like wow is this guy being a jerk to me or like is he being funny or what so it's easy for me to be you know just have personality and be like hey dude what's going on you want to do this but unfortunately everyone's busy and these days email and text messages pretty effective for a lot of things well anyway 
I think that in the future you should definitely have a website for everything, your own stuff, your artwork, your music, and uh, we will definitely promote it on Talking Metal. And, uh, Mark, we really thank you and your whole gang for coming down here today. Yeah. Dude, and, thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank you, Mark, and thank you, Rob, for the great uh, gifts. We yeah, appreciate thank that. Thank you and, so much. And you too, Mark. Uh, we appreciate you bringing down copies of the... CD and uh, and Mark Shapiro too. Sh- Mark Shapiro, right from from uh, Inside Out. <laughs> Inside Out. Uh, Inside Out is New York based. Germany. Okay. Wow. Mm. And Mark, how is Inside Out and Century Media connected? Yeah, come on in. Oh. Yeah. No. Um, okay, I can hear myself now. Yeah. That's weird. So uh, no, uh, Century Media actually purchased Inside Out and another label that's owned by Inside Out. Uh, started by Inside Out called Superball, uh, more of an indie rock, Oceanside, okay. Trail of Dead, uh, those sort of bands. And <clears throat> they started working together uh, last Love fall. Love Oceanside. Oh, like yeah. I think they have a new record coming later this I, year. They, so. they broke up for a while, right? And then they're back together? Uh, th- they just take breaks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so Century Media started working with them last fall. And I, I actually, I came on in November and started working with everybody. So it's still, you know, still pretty new to me, you know, new to the fold. I came in right at the right time, obviously, to work cool. with, uh, you know, Devin Townsend Project and all that, which I'm, I'm psyched about. So, so Well, thank uh, you for everything, and yeah. thanks for coming down. Hey, no today, problem. But... Thanks for having me. So Cool. So what song should uh, take us out here, guys, yeah. off of Addicted? I was hoping you were going to ask that. And uh, I was hoping you were going to ask that. And, um, man, I just, I'm very partial to Super Crush. Okay. Uh, that and The Way Home, I mean, I'd love to sit here and listen to the whole record with you guys. I know you don't have the time for that, but Super Crush would be amazing. If there's one, I'm going to pick that one. Cool. Well, we'll, do, we'll do Super Crush now, and then in the podcast version of this, uh, we'll sneak in uh, the, way home. the Way Home, Yeah, too. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here is Devin Townsend Band with, or I'm sorry, Devin Townsend Project, not to be confused with band, yeah, uh, with Super Crush off of the Addicted record, which you guys should immediately buy or download off of iTunes. Just for a minute. You know what? Before uh, we get into the song, though, let's get a Talking Metal ID from Mark. Definitely. Saying your name, your band, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Whenever you're ready. Yeah. Hi, this is Mark Cimino with the Devin Townsend Project, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Cool. And this is Super Crush off of Addicted. What you just heard was our interview with Mark, who is a part of the Devin Townsend Project. That song right there, amazing stuff. Super Crush off the Addicted record. Guys, if you haven't gotten the Addicted record by Devin Townsend Project, get it now. Definitely. So, Mark, what's on the agenda for your week? Oh, nothing, man. Just, uh... I don't know. We're my wife and I are talking about getting a bigger house already, so we're Good trying to figure that out. I don't know if we can make that move right now. Uh, they do say that the economy is right for buying up, 
You know what I mean? Right. So uh, right. we'll see. We'll see. We're looking around a couple different. I like the old houses, you know, but my wife kind of is more into the uh, the new construction because there's big open layouts and stuff. So wow. we're, we're talking about that. I'd love to get a Talking Metal studio going in That'd be the, great. wherever we end up. Hopefully there'll be room for that. I want to return to our old podcast where you and I just go out and or go come to, to bars. yeah go to bars or go and get just blasted at your apartment. Yeah. I kind of miss Let's those. Let's do it. Uh, I do too. Those days. I mean, it's not like we're still we're still living that lifestyle. We just haven't. It's it's become more complicated to uh, capture it on uh, the podcast. On the podcast, yeah. John and I were out Friday night, right uh, yep. at Bud Friendly, the guy who plays Bud Friendly. Uh, <laughs> we were at his birthday party and. Um, Definitely yeah, it was threw fun. some back. Yeah, yeah no doubt. After you left, I wound up losing my glasses and my bag. And the, the reason was is that somehow everybody moved from one booth to the other booth. And he, I was, like, searching with a flashlight completely in the wrong booth for my bag. And then my glasses fell off right. and went behind some, you know, chairs. And it was just a big production. And then finally somebody came and discovered that I was looking completely in the wrong area. Oh, wow. How about that? Always something. Yeah, I tell you. I wish we could get a camera to follow John Astronomy around and do the John Astronomy (laughs) documentary. How about we start pitching that TV show to stations? I I think it would be fascinating. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll give you another example. I went to a a movie over the weekend, uh, fell asleep throughout the entire movie on a date, um, and uh, needless to say... uh, I don't think uh, she was too happy about the fact that I slept through the whole movie. And then lost my glasses again. And oh, it took wow. her to get a flashlight. And then she found them down, you know, between a few movie theater seats. So oh, l- losing things is a common astronomy thing. Yeah, no, I, lo- I lose a lot of stuff too, man. I'm yeah. always leaving my gloves and phone Phones, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so anyway. uh, that's, uh, that's about it. Let's... Um, Let's kill this small talk and move into another song off of Addicted. This is a song that Mark mentioned in the interview he wanted us to play. It's called The Way Home. I used to have a song called Way Home. Yeah, Way Home was a great song. By the way, guys, we should... Dig that up. Dig it up and play it on another edition of Talking Metal. Because back when I first started jamming with Mark... That was one of the songs that yeah, Mark had like and we used song. to play. Yeah. I thought it was a great song. I, I, I really do. I, I listened to it maybe like three, four years ago, and wow. it, it c- c- had held the test of time, I think. Yeah, it's a good tune, man. I always uh, love that. Biased opinion, obviously. but No, nah, uh, I, I say it was a great song, oh, without thanks, a doubt. Man. It's an acoustic song, kind of. Um, yeah, I was going to mention one other thing. I, oh, please, Screaming Metal, yes. March 6th at Dingbats. How are you Clifton. doing with the balls-to-the-wall bass line? Yeah, that one's coming along. I have to just really start kind of going over the tunes like every day. And I, yeah. I, I have to admit, I haven't been going through them every day. Okay. So Remember really on that one, the bass doesn't really always follow the guitar. Sometimes right. it just does that driving thing. Yeah. So we'll work Which it out. Which I like. Hey, if I can just do like a yeah. riding the A, as they say. I think we're going to actually have the new singer of Accept sing that with us. Yeah, that's going to be great. We're going to have some m- Maybe great Metal guests. Mike will join us on that one, yeah, too. So I'm we, not let's sure. Talk, let's tell the listeners who we think is going to come down. We've, it's always tentative. Yeah, it's always tentative. Uh, we've got Derek Hawkins from Ace Frehley. Is he going to make the trip out to Jersey? Yeah, that's that? what he said. Really? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, and, you, okay, uh, we better decide what he's going to play and let Dan yeah. Lorenzo know. Um, we have been told that Rob Dukes from Exodus is going to come. Yeah. We have to double check that with him because we haven't spoken to him for a while. He's been on tour. We have, of course, Metal Mike will be there yes. without a doubt. Yeah, he lives like right around the corner from the place. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, the band is made up of Alan Tecchio, Dan Lorenzo, T. Coombs, all who have been in Hades, yeah. and Mark and John from Talking Metal. Yes. And, of course, nonfiction for Dan and Alan, yeah. too. And The Cursed for Dan, which was right. his band with uh, Bobby Blitz, who... Was scheduled to show up last time, had a, a family emergency, had to cancel. Right. But it sounds like he might be coming down to this gig. Uh, right. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. He, of course, was on our TV show doing uh, the Motorhead classic with right. us. Which Overkill. Was one of my song, favorite uh, moments yeah, on Mike the TV Portnoy show. Yeah, Mike Portnoy on the drum, yeah. uh, Frankie great. Bello on the bass. That, that, was a, that was a great jam. Killer. Uh, 
how could you go wrong with those guys backing you up, right? No, no doubt. And we have some other people that may be showing up as well. We will fill you guys in on the details as they become available and they're confirmed. Unfortunately, our friend Bumblefoot is not going to be able to make it for the he, second he time. He leaves that day to go to Brazil. Yeah. Well, how about me, so. we do this? We postpone his flight. Right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, now he's out with GNR and Guns N' Roses, as you know, is one of our favorite groups. If you haven't read my article on MTV.com, go to blog.mtvmusic.com. Is that yeah, the why don't you just link, can you link it through yeah, the Yeah, I'll link notes? it through today's show notes. Okay. Go to the site, check it out, and if you can, leave a comment. Let MTV Networks know what you think about that article. Yes, definitely. It was a good read. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay, so uh, we, we let's see. We plugged the the gig. We want to. I, I believe the live show is this Tuesday. Correct. By the time you hear this, so uh, join us uh, and Richard Christie in the studio on Talking Metal Live, mm-hmm. seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on MarkStriegelRadio.com, TalkingMetalLive.com. We'll be there talking. Rock and metal with Richard Christie, Bruce Kulik, and the Morbid Chef. Please no join doubt. us this Tuesday. All right, that's about it for Talking Metal. This is The Way Home off Addicted by the Devin Townsend Project. Thanks, Mark, and thanks, everybody, for coming down. <laughs>